now tuned in to another episode for the locally motivated, the locally inspired, the locally creative, that keep the city beautiful, locally fresh. guys welcome to locally fresh i am your host gimp and we have jonathan of the donut shop here in downtown orlando um we're only missing brooklyn because he's in dc yep and then we're missing hector 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 too yeah there you go this is actually the first installment of us being on the go visually so i'm very excited thank you and we just realized it's hip-hop day yeah happy hip-hop day. happy hip-hop day <laughs> <laughs> what better place to be than at a record store and what else did we say was going on today oh de la soul well, t- this week de la soul got their uh the rights, the rights to their to music. music yeah holy cow man that's gotta suck ass and that it took so long um Shinobi was wearing the De La (laughs) sneakers. There you go. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show with me. Oh, thank you. No, it's my pleasure. No, of course. I was here a couple weeks ago during um, Record Store Day. And you, like, it was packed. You guys were, like, celebrating. You had DJ spinning. Like, it was a whole out, like, all out celebration. Yeah, yeah. It was was super cool. Like, we, we hadn't done something like that in... A long time like over over a year and a half you yeah. know um where we got to use the space you know for more than just retail yeah you know uh it was cool we had some some friends um of the shop come through drop some music for an hour um and like ultimately just kind of chill have some wine you know and just kind of like vibed out ate some pizza and just kind of like got together yeah. in the name of music and sharing Absolutely. music and it was a great vibe because i just walked in and i'm like it was probably midday and i'm like there's probably nothing going on it's <laughs> dying down and i walk in and i'm like oh shit <laughs> like it was live in here and it was great because i actually came in um to look for uh, buena vista social club to see if you guys had like anything and i'm a huge fan of that whole collective and you guys didn't but i want to say Kurt. Yeah, he was the one that stirred me into the right direction of Cuba and Revolution album. Yeah. And it was by far one of, like, it was a really, really nice listen. Um, it's uh, There's three records in, in there, and I've only gone through two. Nice. But it was great because then I went to the back, and then I found some other stuff in there, and you can get lost in the back room um, because there's, like, infinite, <laughs> so much <stuff. laughs> infinite amounts of, of music there. Um, but it was great. Like, I've, I've been here a couple times. Um, not as much as I would like to, you know, but, um, thankfully I just got a record player for my birthday last year. So now like I have a reason to come in and find stuff, but I'm always someone that like, I, and probably cause I started off as a jazz musician. So I used to play trumpet. So I always lean towards that type of genre. And then if I stumble across something else, then I'll pick it up. And so, but I wanted to ask you, like, let me. I want to know a little bit before you got the shop. What was it that interested you in, like, in wanting to open something? Because this is like a pretty big obstacle to, <laughs> to overcome. Yeah. <laughs> was it like, are you a musician? Do you come from a musical family? Is this something that you just stumbled across? Like, 
later on in life? Yeah, I, I would say so. So I didn't really uh, personally start DJing until like after I was out of college. Mm -hmm. um, so once I graduated, I, I moved out of my parents' house and some friends at the time were like, or even even you know even while I was going to school, I would go to like events where I just like really or or bars around town where I'd really have like a big appreciation for the DJ because yeah. of just uh, even though I wasn't into music making music myself or being a DJ myself, I was into listening to music and I was always that kid that would like burn CDs or, mm -hmm. you know for other people. Um, so it wasn't at that time when I graduated college, I had a lot of admiration for DJs and a bunch of friends of mine were, were DJing, you know, and, and, and really, or about to start DJing. So like, wasn't until then that I actually started to, you know, I had like a digital collection, yeah. let's say, um, of music and, and, you know, I actually had started to put that to use like after, after college. So that was like nice. 2008, roughly. Oh, um, okay. Um, so that was kind of like my, uh, how I personally got into it, but my, my, um, business partner, Brooklyn, I know he's, he's been DJing since he was like, like 12 or 13 years old. Oh, he's been doing it for Yeah. He's been doing it for since. So he found out at a really young age what he wanted to yeah, do, you this know, is my calling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For me, it wasn't, um, you know, what I, I, I just didn't really have a, a calling like that for until later in my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's cool though. Cause it's, <laughs> I mean, it starts off always by listening to a genre or, you know, and then you kind of just get lost in the, in the rabbit hole of music. And cause I can kind of relate to that too. I, I mean, I wasn't banned, but I wasn't like hardcore that I was like, this is what I'm going to pursue for the rest of my life and be a musician. You yeah. Know? It was more of like, I love being around music. I love being around musicians or people who want to create that type of vibe. So I can only imagine that pretty much led you to like, why don't I just open up a place with some people that I know are hardcore about it and always have something to create that vibe, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, uh, once I started DJing, I got really into vinyl, obviously mm -hmm. I got turntables and that's kind of my first setup. And, um, you know, some of the DJs I looked up to at the time, one is DJ Why Not, um, you know, he had a big collection and he was like, you know, would go digging and kind of like, in a way, took me under his wing, you mm -hmm. know, and I started to kind of learn about samples and like, you know, go into into collecting artists that, you know, were, were had, had a particular sound, like a Roy Ayers or, mm -hmm. you know, see people that kind of define, were doing kind of hip hop before hip hop was, coin it's yeah. a term in a way you know um from a vibe perspective but yeah so like um got really into it you know actually more so than digital music started really like avidly like moved by a record store uh rock and roll heaven lived there mm -hmm. would go there like every every day pretty much after work um you know so it just kind of became something where i was like man i'm really like starting to just get knee deep into this uh, culture and um, being like really close friends with Brooklyn who was working at a record store at the time you know just kind of building that bond over records mm -hmm. with him um, there was like a certain point where we were like you know what man like like um, why don't we why don't we open our own spot you know um, and and just that idea uh, just kind of like ended up morphing into like 
you know, a reality and yeah. like we can totally do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is. the fuck not? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my god. And like the moment like we figured it out, actually it was like a over funny to say it was like over like a mushroom trip. <laughs> you know? Uh, um, we when we figured it out, it was like like we had there was nothing else that could occupy our mind it was like that's what we're gonna do and that's what we're gonna focus on and like literally you know here we are now like probably. so i have to ask so i can get a timeline so from the mushroom trip yeah until when was that's it hilarious. that you opened the spot that's crazy so from there i would say we opened our uh pop-up shop in space for about like within like like six months or something like that oh that's not too far along like yeah it was it was like a, a like a slew of events that were kind of leading up to that that was like perfect like i i was unemployed at the time uh i had quit quit my job um that i had gotten out of college um because of a unfortunate situation but like you know like being in that position i was like man i got to do something you know brooklyn working for another store that he didn't particularly love mm -hmm. you know um it was like we were both in this place where like we wanted something different we wanted yeah. to do something different and we needed to kind of do something you know so uh yeah it was like we put that plan into action like really fast so then how many because <laughs> i'm sitting here and i know what's in the back room how much vinyl there is how how many pop-up shops were you doing until you actually opened a physical location so we did um, we we did one pop up shop inside of Space Bar where we like operated uh, during the day for three months. So I think it was two months actually. It was November and December, like right like Christmas season. Um, we we op we convinced the owner of the bar, Space Bar Tommy, who really honestly we owe a lot to, uh, to let us use his space during the day because he would only use it and operate it at night. Mm -hmm. So we did that for 30, we were planning on doing it for one month. We agreed to just do it one month. It went really well for us. And we we're like, oh, can we extend another month for Christmas? You know, and that went really well for us. And then it was at that point that we were like, we, we first off, you know, we need to get our own spot. Yeah. Uh, that's like, you know, a full on, and secondly, like, wow, we weren't expecting, we were expecting to kind of be in pop-up mode for much longer, like six months, a year, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but like, like within, by, by that time, by the end of December, we were in this location February 1st. So it was like one month of looking Whoa. for, yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> and this has always been the spot. You, besides the pop-up at Space Bar, this has always been the actual like physical location? Yeah, Donut Shop. Yeah, this Holy is our first location shit. we ever ever opened. And uh, yeah, first physical location. So, fuck. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing to know like the turnaround was pretty much instantaneously when you think about it. Yep, and we had, um, man, like, we we had a lot of help from Hector as our third partner. He actually joined the company after our pop-up. So we, that was our intent, too, is like, you know, maybe we'll make some noise. Maybe somebody will, like, see what we're trying to do and, like, you know, invest. help us, yeah. invest in us, you know, or invest with us. And um, that happened, man, and we, we met Hector. It's like the 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 most awesome like uh he we were already homies with them and everything yeah. i think he just saw 
our work ethic and like what we were really trying to do and he was like in you know and, and helped us get here honestly if it weren't for him all the work that he put into this place from the get when we first opened you know uh, we owe him a lot That's you know? and even just seeing that vision with us you know and like, trusting, and trusting us yeah because i mean anybody can invest but when it's when it's especially i mean it's easier to invest in an already existing thing right but when something is like literally being created and about to give birth to the actual physical form it's still kind of iffy i can only imagine because it's like is this going to happen right now we got people invested in us so we got to make sure this shit is like full fledged. Yeah. <laughs> so i mean shout out to hector yeah seriously <laughs> shout out hector if you ever and watch shout this. out to you in brooklyn for having the idea of like actually making this shit happen yeah man i, I like it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy, you know, like that it actually did happen, you know, because it was an idea at first. And like we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how sometimes I don't know, like sometimes you'll have these ideas that you come up with randomly on your own or without someone else. And sometimes they just stay ideas, you know, and yeah. I, honestly, for a moment, I didn't know if it was going to be just one of those things. It was like, oh, it's cool. We had this idea plan. Yeah. We or never did it. Shit. Yeah. 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 It was <laughs> yeah. Just like, no, but we were like both about it, you know, and like we, we, we both like really like put pen to paper, you know, made it happen. That's awesome. Now, because of the amount of inventory that you do have, I mean, did you already come into this shop with this amount of inventory or like throughout time <laughs> you were like collecting and purchasing and yeah that's we didn't start with with nearly as many records actually we started with nothing we didn't really use we didn't use our own collections of like course, um because yeah. you know we're we're passionate collectors so we're like no we don't want to sell that stuff so we had dedicated like a fund you know to go and buy records and we actually before we opened the pop-up shop we took a trip up the east coast uh, oh. we rented a car and just drove up uh, to New York and um, chilled for the weekend, checked out some record stores, and then uh, drove back and uh, hit every city on the way back, like that we oh, could. Every so major dope. city on the East Coast that we yeah. could, we went to every store. We hit up, we let owners know, we were like, let hook us up with vendors. We we're buying, we we're on a buying trip, you know? And um, it was cool, like, just to see everyone, especially the record store owners and the record vendors, they were like, wow, you're opening a shop in 2015. Yeah. You know, that's like, that's cool, you know, and like, wow, you're on a buying trip. That's pretty cool, you know. Because most like, of these shops have been established for like decades. 20, 30, 40 years. At the t that's what's crazy is that when we opened, when we were planning to open, uh, there wasn't really like people were like, you're opening a record store in 2015. Like it was yeah. like it sounds normal now. Like everything's on my iPod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it sounds normal. It feels normal now to say record store to see more record stores. But in 2015 or 2014, when we were planning it and, and building up toward it, it was weird. It was like we were records are popular right now they were not as popular yeah, you guys were doing something risky as fuck yeah it was totally like like just late like for the love of it you know yeah. we know we feel this is right we have no idea what projections are going to be we didn't talk number we didn't do any of that it was like this just feels like what we need to be <laughs> oh, doing shit, yeah. so let's do it you know and um yeah it's kind of crazy but yeah so we started with with uh with that those records that we bought on that trip 
Um, and it was help? like, it was like two boxes. We accumulated really? like two boxes. <laughs> and I re- we spent a lot of money on those two boxes because we wanted to always have like quality over quantity. Yeah. You know, we wanted to be like the shop where you're like, wow, they have this and they have that, you know, and or you know, not, not like, um, you know, not trying to be just the like uh, just a traditional record store, more of like a, a, a location where you have like things that are sought after, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, yeah, we spent a lot of money on two boxes. And I remember like when we came back, we were like looking through, we were kind of starting to price things out. And I was like, Brooklyn, like we have a lo- we have a whole store to like to fill up and yeah. we only have two boxes, you know, like we got a <laughs> lot of work to do. So, yeah, we, it started like that. And luckily, like, you know, the, the, the more time passed, the more people found out we were buying records and would sell us their stuff and we accumulated wow. a lot. Because <laughs> so, I don't know how it is in the record store industry, but getting those contacts of vendors was that is is that looked at as a prize like connect that some record stores don't want to easily give out or was it just because of the energy that you guys came in and your backstory and like what you guys are just trying to do and the year that it was that the record store owners were like yeah we'll give you your you know our vendor contact or yeah you know it's interesting because i think that um i think that if you're okay so if you're looking to buy records and you're um you know traveling like you know mostly you're gonna hit up every store in the city so if like let's say you're you're going on a buying trip you're gonna line up every record store ahead of time and be like all right i need to hit this spot that spot and this other spot and then along the way you'll find out hopefully vendors other people you should hit up Mm. you know um so sometimes to your point the people will be like no no this is like I'm not going to introduce you to my vendor because there might be stuff that you're going to get that I yeah. haven't been able to get yet. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, because I can imagine they'll be stingy. Like Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it could be like that. But like luckily, and, and it could have been the, it could have been, I, I didn't really think about this, but it could have been how me and Brooklyn were at the time and how like open we were being. I mean, we went to people's houses, like people, I think fed us and like while we were looking for records and like, I think we were just cool like and we were yeah. smoking smoking trees with like people people were smoking us out i mean it was just like <laughs> it was like it was kind of like i think people had this feeling like oh i like these guys you yeah. know they're cool and and maybe that made them feel like you know i can share my contacts but also at the time maybe there weren't a lot of guys coming through um some of those cities that were like looking to spend you know yeah. and so maybe they're also looking out for their homies mm-hmm. that are like hey if you're looking to spend some money my homie is a vendor he does this for a living maybe yeah. he could use some you know Keep him in yeah we all kind of look out for each other in that way yeah um so it's not i guess that it's not as competitive um sometimes for yeah. some people well i can also like if i were to hear you guys come into my shop and saying like oh we're on a driving trip and we're from oh, florida so, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and you know i'm automatically thinking like damn these guys literally got in a car and are driving up the entire east coast like they're not just <laughs> calling or going on a website you know and see if they can order a right book. they're actually like literally driving to each shop over here and just trying to see if they can find something like that would make me want to have you guys come over for dinner you know <laughs> like, tell me about your travels and what's going on 
But damn, that's pretty interesting. Because I always figure, like, you know, this is my prized possession. I don't want yeah. you guys to, like, know, like, where I get my records from. or I don't know if it's, like, a secret culture that, you know, record store owners have. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess for some people it could be, but I think for the most part, like like if someone comes in to here, and is like, hey, I'm looking to you know the same thing. I'm on a buying trip and I'm trying to hit up some spots. Like I would definitely refer them to other store owners. I would you know link them with other vendors that I know that sell out of you know storage units or whatever. You know I'd I'd link them just because like you know. I think that that it goes a long way. Like if if those people end up going to some of the people I referred them to, yeah. those vendors are gonna you know want to scratch my back even more yeah, if, in in the future. So in the future, if something comes up, a collection, you know, because that's that's the thing. Being linked with record vendors is the only way we can stay, I think, in business because they're the ones who are kind of like every day you know we we have to run the shop and and, and maintain it and everything but these guys are like getting going and seeing collections like every day That's you know nuts. what i mean and so if they come up on something i want to be the one of the guys they call and be like yo i got this and this come check it out you well know? they're literally like treasure hunters yeah <laughs> like, exactly exactly like oh i know you know jonathan's gonna love this like once he lays eyes on it exactly and if i look out for them then i might be towards the top of that list you yeah. know what i'm saying oh he brings me a lot of you know business or he he sends a lot of people my way you know so let me look out for him too in a way you know yeah. and that way we all look out for each other that's dope. And yeah, essentially, you guys are all keeping each other in business. Yeah, you know exactly. Because I mean? exactly. if the vendor's providing you with stuff that you know you'll like, and you're also referring him, you're going to get the clientele that's looking for that specific. So it all, like, it, it all It all works out at the yeah. end of the day. Wow. So then, once you guys, did you guys have, like, a grand opening or, like, a soft opening when you guys actually, like, got the place? Yeah, so we did, like, it was, like, 45 days. It felt like like three years but it was like 45 <laughs> days of like rebuilding the spot because it was like we had drop ceiling we had three layers of flooring wow. carpet tile we redid this entire spot and a lot of that uh hector actually ended up uh doing with uh with the help of a lot of people um and uh so it was like that all of that took a long time and then we ended up having a grand opening like in march so we signed, signed in February 1st and by like March 20th or something like that, we were like open and had a, had a, ended up having a grand opening party that month with, um, a DJ Kemet from Atlanta came in and played all 45s, just like literally like no one could have baptized the place better than, than him baptized the decks. And, uh, I'll never forget that day. It was like, it was a part, it was a full on party. Yeah, that day. of course. And um, yeah, yeah, it was. That's what we did for the grand opening. <laughs> and let me ask you, the people that came for the grand opening, do you still see them till this day? Some people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, I I actually that day met some people that I'm still friends with. Um, oh, nice. To this day, yeah. And then uh, when we actually had kind of like two grand openings, one was in the pop up shop. We had like a like a I guess like a unveiling or something like that of, of and we had a special event in in the space bar so that was like our first and so we met some people then and then the second one was when we were here we had an all-out party with the with dj kemet and 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 yeah there were some people that 
still to this day come here. They've now introduced other people, you know, to the shop. Yeah. And their people have been coming too. I mean, it's it's uh, pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. And so how many years has this shop been open? Um, so it's 2021. It's been like six years. This past February was six years. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And so in the six years that you guys been open, what, set aside from obviously the grand opening of being something monumental, you know, to the shop, have there been any other moments or events that have walked through these doors and you're thinking to yourself like, holy fucking shit, like look where <laughs> we're at right now. Yeah. So we had, we had some people walk through here, man. Like, and there's some moments that of people that have, have come like, uh, when, when Stone's Throw did an event, um, a few years ago at, at social, um, peanut butter before then, like, a, like a few months before that show, peanut butter wolf bought a record from us on Discogs. Mm -hmm. And so we got his email address and everything and, and I'm not supposed to use it for anything other yeah. than that transaction. But when I saw <laughs> that he was coming to the social, I was like, I reached out to him and I was like, yo man, like I saw you, you know, you bought, we, we might be a cool store to check out if you're in town, you got some time. So he ended up forwarding that. I never heard anything back from him. Yeah. Um, but he ended up forwarding that to J rock and J rock ended up coming through. Oh, and like man. we just like smoked a couple joints and he was like <laughs> he was really blown away by like all the sun raw records that that we had at the time and he was like you know kind of blown away that this spot was here in orlando he was like i wasn't really expecting this here so that was like a really special moment just to kind of like i mean i, I really look up to j-rock and like to have him here you know or like just almost yeah. like a i don't know as a, I, I feel like I've been a customer of his music for so many years. And then to have him as a customer of our shop, you know, it was like the tables turned. It was weird. It was like awesome. Yeah. And but it's also <laughs> shows like, uh, like a mutual respect of like, I respect you as, you know, as what you do. But then like, yo, I respect you for actually opening this shop in this area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so crazy. You know, like, like, like that is really blows me away when like there's that. Like, uh, like I, I admire someone so much and they have an admiration back towards something that yeah. I'm doing. It's like, whoa, like, that's amazing, you know? Yeah, because you're thinking what you do is, like, minuscule, right? Like, it doesn't, you know, it's not a big deal, but... Yeah. But, but clearly it is if they yeah, come it, into the store, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, we've had, um, man, like, we had an event last year or a couple years ago with Doug Karn. Uh, jazz musician from St. Augustine. He's been on a lot of black jazz records that we always try to carry whenever we can. But he came and did, uh, uh, he, I brought a Fender Rhodes piano into the shop and he came and did like a jazz set basically with him and like other people from the public that just you know showed up in. with instruments to start <gasps> kind of playing with them and so you had, it was like, like this jam kind impromptu of impromptu jam session yeah oh with, with Doug Karn like I don't know it just kind of blows me away he, he's on he's on the jazz is dead uh compilation he has oh. one a record for him Holy shit. what number came, is that one I think it's number five yeah the purple oh, okay, one okay there we go yeah he came in and did that so that was a really special moment um but like other than that i mean we've had so many like just like cool cool moments like that um it just you, you know just just uh many many other people you know not not necessarily 
famous per se, but that have come through and just really like, you know, shared like some seemed like some special to see their face light up here and all yeah. that, you know, in in our shop and for the stuff that we're carrying and and like th th those those are really special moments for us too. Because you guys also had hosted Sway, didn't you? Oh my gosh, yeah, we and did. Heather B was my here God, too? yes, I totally. How could I to how could I forget that? <laughs> that was okay. a long I'm time here. ago. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a bananas. That was bananas. We had um, uh, our Red Bull uh, rep, local Red Bull rep, um, shout out to Pamela, um, just like threw us a major alley-oop that whole weekend. Um, like we, we were involved a little bit with this, the BC1 mm -hmm. um, event that was the national finals that were going on here that weekend. Uh, or that week and um, so she was like hey Sway is gonna be hosting the event he needs somewhere to do his show and like since you know I can't really think of a better place than than the donut shop and I was like you're crazy like he's, you know he's not gonna want to do a show here yeah I was like well <laughs> let me know if he doesn't find another spot yeah. let me know we'll be down for it you know and I honestly didn't think it was gonna happen but he, he ended up coming Heather and this B was packed it was really packed and and like they did a cypher here with all like local rappers yeah. and like uh it was like really just like a special moment and and wow i i totally i totally forgot about it but that, don't let that be any indication of how i feel about it because it was yeah. really it was something else man and like we had sway we had sway records um uh a record of his with um and and on the record of Heather B as well, they both signed it, and they were both really blown away by the shop too. Uh, um, so not only did they host their show here, but they were like really like, I don't know, showing like a lot of lot of love, you know, yeah. to what we were doing. And they're like, yo, in Orlando, you know, like it's always that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, they should in have Orlando. So go in Orlando, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, how could how could I forget about it? that? Was a really special moment, and like. Damn. <laughs> and did you guys ever host anything or like at local bars set aside from sound from Magnolia or no? Yeah. Yeah. Right? We were you doing some do events um, at Magnolia and I think we did a couple events at Space Bar at night as well um, where we were just uh, we hosted DJs from um, like Rich Medina. We did an event with yeah. uh, Bosque. Uh, another event, I think Diamond D. We just kind of hosted a, a few um, little intimate sessions, and yeah. and since we don't sell liquor, you know, obviously uh, when you're booking a, an act, you you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like when you have an out of town DJ, people want to have some drinks and stuff. Yeah, so we would course. do them at other venues, basically. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of like a sponsored event by Donut Shop. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Ah, oh, damn, that's crazy. And then. Now with <laughs> with all this shit that happened last year, pandemic, because we were just talking about this before we started recording. Like you said, you were closed for eight months. Yeah. And it's not like you guys are a bar that can you know still claim as an essential business and you know sell food out of the spot or right. You know what I mean? It's like you're not a convenience store that could stay open. Like what the fuck were you guys like? I can imagine the thoughts going through your guys' heads you know, regarding like how this is going to stay afloat. Like what was, going, what was your plan? Did you have a plan or you're just like, I'm going in this blindsided? No, we didn't have a plan. Like, um, 
you know, we got really lucky though because uh, like like a, almost a year before the pandemic, um, we were starting to list more records online. Like we were we were kind of like noticing that like, hey, you know what? We can sell records while we're sleeping if if we have more stuff listed. Yeah. And so we we're like, let's list more, you know, and it literally is just I'm a nerd. My day job is a, a programmer. Uh, so I was like building this app to try to like, you know, list things easier. Uh, we had a big problem where things would sell in the store and they wouldn't get listed offline. So I built oh. something to try to like mitigate that. Yeah. Cause this is a lot of inventory to catalog it is. period. Yeah, it is. It is. And so like, you know, uh, uh, I had been working on that not pre pandemic for like two years, maybe, uh, on that app. And then I had it to a certain point where I was like, all right, we're ready to use this about one year before the pandemic hit. Um, so we had just started listing a lot more and like, in a way we were a little more ready, um, than and a little more prepared for the pandemic without because we realizing. had so much listed without realizing. So oh, when, shit. when pandemic hit, everyone was on lockdown. It, I don't know what happened, but people were starting to buy records probably because they were spending time at home, yeah. you know, and, and no one had any, you know, anything else to do. So they're like, let me just enjoy myself at home. And a great way to do that is to, you know, listen to some music, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we were getting crazy sales online. Like we were closed, but we were doing like, I don't know, like 150, 200 orders online a month. And wow. we were doing before that, like half of that, like 50, 25 orders, you know? So what we were missing in store was really helping us like online, you yeah. know, make that make up for it. My gosh. And then, cause I reached out to you telling you that I was going to be going to DC for the weekend and mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to stop by the shop. Beautiful. By the way, if you're ever in the DC area, please like look up the donut shop. Thank um, you. <laughs> it's so pretty. It's just such a nice little like cave. I love it. <laughs> but so where did that idea spring up from of, of extending yourselves outside of Florida and then opening a spot in a boutique like hotel? It was not any of our ideas. Um, just being honest, we, we got really lucky because uh, we have a connect in the hotel industry that for years, uh, we would invite us to the standard in Miami uh, oh, okay, yeah. to pop up during winter music conference. And, um, that was really cool. But that same connect ended up being a consultant on this boutique hotel project in DC. Wow. And was, I don't know how it was before <laughs> we even got involved, but he convinced their, the ownership of the hotel to build this record store in instead of a, a guest shop you know yeah. like hotel guest shop you know and um when he got the approval he called us first and and it was because of our like relationship that we had established from the standard in miami um so that happened like um must have been like august of like 2019 uh, or June, July of 2019, about a year or so, um, before the pandemic, let's say. And, um, so he would hit us up and we're like, look, man, we're in no position to do this, to be honest, you mm -hmm. know, like we're, we have enough time. Uh, we have a hard enough time staying open in Orlando, yeah. you know, 
that was how things were at the time for us. Like we're we're not gonna you know want to do anything to kind of you know put us at risk, you know. Yeah. Um, but or he, sell you guys a dream that may not even like yeah, happen. But he was like, dude, you're you. And then and then it was also like at the time it was a Radisson hotel, right? <laughs> So I was like, I am not seeing this vision, bro. Like, I'm, the I'm just, it was a Radisson. So I was like, I'm not seeing this vision, man. He's like, look, man, like, just come up to D.C. I promise, like, we'll, we'll take you around. We'll show you what the vision's going to be. We'll show you the plans, etc." We went up, and me and Brooklyn were literally like, this is, you know, this is just not, not. We, we had the intention when we were going up there. We're like, we're going to go. We're going to check it out. But it's probably not going to like it's not gonna happen yeah. you know <laughs> but let's go anyway so we went and we saw the hotel we didn't see the vision at all we were like wow this is like old rundown hotel you know um the radisson and 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 i just didn't really see it until um i don't know until they until they started to i don't know we, we actually kind of started to be like no we're not interested we're not going to do it like you should find another shop maybe it kind of is it's yeah. weird and i know this is i'm probably saying more than i should but it, it literally was like that it was like no no and it was like no the more we said no the more they like we're selling it to you like, we're please. like no no it has to be you like you should really consider reconsider this you know what i mean i'm sorry about my, no, my phone good. situation here um so we ended up um you know, we ended up like saying, okay, well, well, like let let's, what will it take, and 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 like let's at least start planning, and and uh, and and I don't know, like like we had the like the skies just kind of opened up. They really helped us out a lot, you know, um, with like even even to the point where they were like, hey, you know, we'll you don't have the money, we'll we'll front you the money, and and you know, we'll, we'll as long as you, we just want you to be here, you know. Yeah. So whatever obstacle you can think of. We have we, a, we have it covered, you know. <laughs> we were trying, like we don't want to do this. So it, it really turned out, uh, like Elon, who was the guy, the contact that we had from the Standard, the the guy doing the creative in in the DC hotel, uh, yours truly, he really had the vision, and he saw us like being a part of that vision. And I and I don't know, it's weird, but I hadn't heard from him for a couple years you know ever since we stopped doing events at at the standard and that phone call was just like damn man like you know that's a that's important to leave a good impression on people yeah. because they will remember and they will call you and you know things might happen like that i yeah. guess <laughs> holy shit and then the hotel opens or it's literally getting ready to open did you guys already knew who was going to be running the shop up there were you going to try to just like hire somebody and then every now and then frequent you know the shop and see how things are going or yeah so we we had like um we had an idea um we, were, we had to get some help up there um and brooklyn all of a sudden was like i need a change of pace i don't i'm not really loving it here in orlando um you know i i i, I could do it i could go up there and i'll be you know kind of like change my life basically so that i can make sure that it runs smoothly up yeah. there because it's you know obviously really important it's hard to leave a business in someone else's hands that you haven't met before and stuff yeah. and we and didn't even have anyone you yeah. know and your name is on it so it's yeah like whoever's gonna be running it is also a representation of us exactly so he 
like when we were scratching our head, like wondering, like, oh, how are we going to get staff? You know, how we, how can we, what are, you know, we didn't know what the projections were going to be. So like having to the responsibility of paying staff without knowing like how, how you're going to pay them, yeah. you know, it was a lot. And he was like, you know what, I'll take, I'll kind of take one for the team and I'll move my life to DC and, and, and that way we'll, you know, we'll be able to hold it down. Worst case scenario, you know, I could work seven days a week you know, yeah. until we can get afford to get help and that sort of thing. So that was kind of like, wow, you know, that's, that's really going to help us a lot. You know, when he said that and, 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 um, that, that was kind of the plan we went with. And as soon as he opened up first day, we met Torrance, uh, who was the guy that you guys oh, met. Keenan. Keenan <laughs> <laughs> Thompson. Yeah, he looks like Keenan Thompson. <laughs> But uh, he, he walked into the store and like him in Brooklyn, like hit it off and cool guy, by the way, like, super, super cool, cat. cool yeah. laid back, awesome, very nice. I loved his customer service. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Torrance is that dude, man. And he really like, like he came in and just, you know, really helped us, you know, at first started working the weekend. So Brooklyn could have a couple of days off. And then it's like pretty much working like full time up there now. And that's and awesome. And pretty cool. Yeah. And it looks com the complete opposite of what a Radisson would ever look I like. Know. <laughs> it yeah. is the most classiest joint. Like just walking up to the hotel, they have the windows completely open to the street. So like, I mean, if you wanted to, you could literally just like walk into the window and then you're there in the bar. But like, as soon as you walk in, the bar is over to your left with seating. And then there's straight away, there's kind of like an outdoor area pavilion type you know like a courtyard where yeah. you can sit down and chill and then off to the well immediate right are the elevators to the hotel and then a little bit straight ahead to the right is where you see the donut shop and then behind there is a barber shop yeah which is kind of like i see the you know the little upscale but yet underground type of feel that they're trying to incorporate yeah. into, the, into the hotel so it was pretty dope and then when you walk in it's just like it's a classy little space you know and you have amazing, you have an amazing oh, selection <laughs> for the space too. Like it's pretty extensive. I would say, you know, you have a little bit of everything there. Yeah. Small, but we try to like, uh, you know, pack some, some good stuff for every, a little bit for everybody. Yeah. And instead of getting a fucking postcard, like, I know a 45. exactly, exactly. <laughs> like give me a record and send it to me. And they, that's kind of their, um, their their whole idea behind it is like they you know why why do a, a traditional guest shop yeah. you know hotel guest shop you know they wanted to they also wanted wanted to incorporate like the, all the sound can be piped throughout the whole hotel yeah. from the shop oh, and so they like nice. they wanted to basically have um you know during brunch like have djs playing and you know just kind of create this like ambiance around the shop you know it, it really now I can see why he was being so persistent ahead of time because it no, was, yeah. it's a central piece of like the hotel. So it was a central piece of like his whole vision, like, you know, of like, Hey, we'll have a record store, but we'll do, we can do so much with, with, you know, with that. Absolutely. Cause it, yeah, if you guys are having, if they're having events in the lobby area, like essentially like, Oh, is this actually sold here? And then like, exactly. you got a transaction like right there. I mean, beautiful idea, great execution, because it makes sense when you first walk in. Because I'm like, where the hell? As we were approaching, I'm like, 
where the fuck is this shit gonna be at? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I then know. when you walk in and you're like, oh, yeah. this is nice. This is like, you know, you, you like upscale it a bit. You know? It's kind of a, like a vibe, you know, not to sound cliche, but, but no, they, also, is, so. they also have uh, really good food and beverage partners. Oh, like the, okay. the people who do the Mercy Me food. And I, actually, that's what kind of sold me was like oh the people right next door there's like a food place yeah it said like mercy me mercy yeah me. yeah oh, they also do like provide the food for the lobby area or i think so i think it's all kind of mixed in oh okay and um oh that makes sense they they part the partners that so before they even told us they were like hey the food and beverage partners are dope and they're like go to these restaurants uh, one of which is like uh call your mother uh deli it's like a bagel spot it's like one of the best bagel spots in the whole country like they oh were known. i googled that and you i did? saw yeah i saw them so, i didn't get a chance to stop by though but it was on the list so they were like like check these guys out go eat and when we were in dc and it was still a radisson and we were staying in this like weird looking hotel and they're trying to tell <laughs> us this vision we went to the restaurant and we we're like wow these guys are like these guys are partners like these guys if these guys are down then like maybe we should be down because like they're huge yeah. you know and like maybe there's something we're not seeing you know yeah. and 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 yeah that's so so yeah the whole vision from food to what's playing on on the music and you know the visuals everything is like really really well and it's a out. really nice part of dc too it's not yeah it's just like as soon as you even just go into that immediate area like things kind of change a bit you know what I mean it's not like your local like you know neighborhood or it's kind of like you feel the change and it's like a nice like okay this is a classy area of DC you know and yeah then, yeah so that's why like now it makes sense with the hotel the bar and like how everything was incorporated and how everything was um I guess you know designed to look like it totally fits that energy of that part of, of dc yeah but great place i was oh, super yeah. happy for you guys i'm <laughs> like oh this is great like and also it's like it's an, to me as a local like it's an extension of orlando you know so it's kind of yeah. like oh shit like look where we're at <laughs> so yeah uh really felt uh, it really does feel uh, incredible like um i can't i can't explain it I, I unfortunately don't get to go up there enough to feel that you know so close to it um but but yeah it was like like amazing and we knew in a way that we were representing orlando you know yeah. so we we also were nervous about that like oh man we don't want to be like you know coming through and not you know yeah <laughs> not showing <laughs> showing putting orlando in a in a good i guess you know i, I guess we're not that we represent orlando like that but we wanted to sh you know show show that we do things cool here too you know I yeah <laughs> absolutely i mean shit if you have artists and musicians come in here and they're the first thing out of their mouth is like damn this shit's look nice but man never would have expected orlando to have yeah some. you know like you are putting on not to put any pressure on you guys but like you are representing orlando in a great way i think you know so thank that's you. awesome yeah <laughs> no thank you so much now yeah. you also mentioned that you get the inventory here first and then from here is when you obviously keep here in store and then you also ship over to dc yeah for new for new vinyl okay. so um yeah just because um it's a small space up there yeah. you know there's not a, like a lot of storage or a lot even a lot of room 
for like when we receive things here it could be a lot of boxes and stuff mm -hmm. um and so it's also my job to kind of uh reorder and restock and you know we all have our roles and stuff like that so yeah it's just we, we get things shipped here we receive it and then we we uh rebox it up to send oh, up there nice. yeah but plus i like don't trust the uh, i don't trust brooklyn to, to that degree <laughs> So to be that uh, that detail oriented. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, kidding. oh, he sent this. Yeah, let me. <laughs> Shots fired. Let me keep this up to myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, you've been do you guys been doing great, like all together. Like, I've. Thank I get you. excited just to know that like a local business is thriving and everything because my big catchphrase is like we're more than the mouse. You know, we have other yep. shit to offer. We have other sites to see, other things to experience. So I think you guys kind of fit the whole mold of all of what that encompasses. So thank you so much. Do you have any like plans for the future? I know everything's kind of like up in the air because we're just now getting readjusted to being out in public, but do you guys have anything like in the forefront of what could possibly take place here? Yeah, well, I think, um, I think here just, like maybe just want to keep you know obviously this growing as as much as possible we, we've been doing a little bit more um events mm -hmm. in in the spot um in the space and like like we did a couple record store events the last couple months which have been awesome you know uh so we want to do that way more we want to do obviously with covid and that makes it a little challenging with florida being such a hot spot but like we just we always had this intention the reason why we got a, a bigger space than we probably really need like we have a living room space here is obviously yeah. we, we have room yeah you know um is because we wanted to be a community space mm -hmm. like we wanted to be able to do do things here bring people together you know um and and so we want to use that for that reason more often like that's so that's awesome. number one um but also man like i i've i've always wanted to get into into a venue space personally like that i do i love shows i love throwing shows that's kind of um years ago before we got into the record business like i personally was part of a crew that would throw shows in orlando so i want to get into that a little more but um i think the only way to be able to do it in Orlando, the right way would be to have full control. Like you own the venue, you, mm -hmm. you know, can book the shows, you have the bar license, you know, that yeah. sort, that sort of thing. So maybe, maybe donut shop, uh, an extension of donut shop will become uh, at some point in the future. I don't know when uh, a venue. That'd be pretty <laughs> dope. That'd put it out into the universe. Yeah, yeah, like... it's out there. Yeah, I have to because now, now I feel pressured actually. Yeah. Once <laughs> you said you said it, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can't go, it. you can't go back into the yeah. you know. But no, it, in due time it'll and at the right time it'll happen. You know. Yeah, exactly. You can't rush greatness, right? So it'll it'll transpire like when it needs to. Now, being that a couple of weeks ago was my first like record store day, yeah, event that I ever went to because I always wanted to go to, but there was always like. You know, I have to be waiting in line at the book crack of dawn just to get like an exclusive or something like that. I just want to know from an owner, co-owner, like how important is Record Store Day? Would you say it's like the Black Friday for record stores? Um, so possibly, yeah, because Record Store Day um, 
Okay, so the register day is primarily for new, uh, for, 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 for releases that are made specifically for record store day. Okay. So they reissue or they'll like new, or artists will release a special release or they'll really reissue a special album that, you know, for the first time is, you know, on vinyl in some different format or something. They'll do something special or sometimes they'll just reissue an album that's super common. But they do these re record store day releases, um, and and pretty much like they they go out on that day, and people will line up at record stores across the country to buy these releases. But uh, what's important is not necessarily those releases. You know, that's what record store day pretty much is. Is the is like is just I think is like the just supporting the record stores in general. A lot of yeah. other people that don't really care about the releases that are just like, you know, uh, it's record store day, I should just go out and support my local record store. I think those are people that contribute more so to the importance of record store day mm -hmm. than the people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm looking to flip, this, yeah. you know, this like, I don't know, um, I'm sure. Fleetwood Mac al album that got record store day release, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna flip. There's a lot of people who do like flips and they'll, they'll it's like sneaker releases in a yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. So those people don't really help the culture. Record store day or uh, the organization itself kind of sucks because they, I don't know, they, I, I, they're not doing, they're not doing the greatest releases and they also have a lot of uh, rules like you can't sell um you know those releases over a certain amount like they're oh. very strict they're like oh you know oh they cap it they, they cap, cap the it so you can only sell it at the full they have a retail price and they actually make you sign this like agreement and if you oh, go damn. against it you won't be allowed to order releases again. record store day releases again oh, so like shit. you know but what sucks is that people buy those releases like resellers and they go and list it on ebay for double for double the price so who's making the money the record store that that has a physical location and rent to pay or is this like guy who's just flipping records on the side you know yeah. as a side hustle so from that perspective i feel like record store day organization should open it up to allow the record stores to do whatever the fuck they want with yeah, with exactly. the, their releases you know what i mean um but i only say that because you know, record store day should be not about those releases. It should be about, you the know, whole, yeah, the concept supporting. of supporting the record store, independent record stores who support the artists. You know, I feel like buying records is one of the best ways that, you know, you could support artists, you know, yeah. that money a lot of times will go directly to them or, you know, back because they invested a lot to make this stuff. You Absolutely. Know? And it's like a physical piece of art that you have in your hands, you know, like, I mean, uh, granted, God bless the streaming platforms and stuff, you know, but sometimes an artist, their music has to stream so much and so often in yeah. order for them to get like a fraction of what they would get if they were sell selling a physical copy of their music, you know, so. Exactly. And it's just, I mean, shit's dope to look at. <laughs> like, it's dope to look at. It sounds so great, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and yeah, there's no, there's no better. And after you've listened to it 300 times, you know, as long as you've taken care of it, you could still sell it, yeah. you know, and get something else. So like for entertainment value, it's like there's few things as like that retain value like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you wear sneakers, like, you know, you're wearing them a little bit each time. Yeah. 
they lose value. You know what I mean? Like with your records is if you take care of them and stuff like that, you know, yeah, they might even appreciate, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they, they might even get, you know, more, more expensive as time goes on, I guess. Yeah. Cause I mean, <laughs> I bought a uh, Ray Charles, not here, but at another record store and just like seeing the age on it and opening it and smelling how old yeah. it is. Like, I don't know. It just like, I wonder where this is, you know, it like where this came from. Yeah. Like who played this a million times or who went through, you know, just looking through the, you know, the, the liner notes, I guess you can say of the, of the record. Like, you know, yeah. just, I like, I think like that, like, damn, who, who held this before me, you know? Yeah. That's, that's incredible, man. Cause people, you'll find the craziest things inside records. And then it makes you think of like, Oh, uh, or when we buy a collection sometimes, we can tell one time we bought a collection and we could see when the guy turned gay like he oh because the transition because of yeah music. we saw we're like all right he was collecting like soul and funk and stuff and then all right he started to get into disco and then whoa he started to get into disco you know <laughs> you get what i mean like then wham yeah <laughs> and so like in a way you see like a collection is like defines in a way like what people are going through in their in the time you know absolutely yeah you know and like i don't know it carries so much of that too mm -hmm. with it you know so i yeah i i i think that in general records any day that you know we always say like record store days every day yeah you know sure. especially if record stores are open um so you know, it's any time that people actually go out of their way to celebrate that or appreciate it, you know, it's, it's really dope for the culture, I think. Absolutely. And this is such a welcoming spot, too. Like when you first walk in and you see the amount of inventory that you have and then you go off over to the back room where it's like, man, you really got to be dedicated to go through all those boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you also had a good deal going on during record store day too, where that whole box, you were selling them for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I was some like, fuck stuff. man, I wish I didn't have so much shit in my trunk right now <laughs> so that I could take some boxes. But that's what I like to promote is that's the reason why you should be making friends with the local record store owner, you know, because like you're, you know, you essentially become a vendor for the buying customer, right? You know, you like, you create that relationship and like, oh, I know, you know, Gimp likes uh, Miles Davis. Yeah. So anytime I get a Miles Davis and if it's something that she doesn't have, then I'm going to call her up and be like, yo, I got this in, like, come on through to the shop and chill for a bit and, you know, see if you want it or not, you know, like. I feel like building those relationships with like just with business owners, period, is something that we need to value more, you know, because you don't get that if you were to go to a corporate store. Yeah, you, know? you don't. You can't. You can't. I mean, yeah. you can't expect the employees to like remember 10,000 people, you know, like you at that point, at that level, it's so vast that yeah. it's hard to, you know, personalize, personalize everything, mm -hmm. you know. No, absolutely. But um. Yeah, we, we do, we're lucky that, um, actually some people come in and will remember like, oh, you bought such and such last time, you know, I thought of you and like, uh, you might like this, you know, or something like that. And people are like, damn, you remember? Or, you know, or we yeah. try really, really hard to do that. And, and um, you, you know, it's kind of like walking into a deli and be like, say, or a restaurant and be like, you want the same thing? You yeah. know that feeling? Turkey sub. Turkey sub. <laughs> no mayo yeah hold the or onions. whatever yeah yeah hold the onions you got it coming right up that feeling 
it's like damn you know like i feel special like like yeah. you know i feel like i was you know like i'm known or something you know yeah, so having absolutely. that having that feeling in a record store with a with a, someone who you know knows your taste and can can you know allow you to explore some things you may not have otherwise known yeah. you know that feeling is like damn that's awesome you know like like yeah that, so to so that point like get 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 close and familiar yeah. with your record store clerks and owners and Absolutely. and you'll 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 be you'll never have to uh you'll you'll always have music to be inspired by yeah. <laughs> i mean thanks to him because i came in with buena vista social club yeah. and then it was like well i don't got it but i got this if you're down to listen to it and i was like fuck yeah i'll do it and then ended up being like one of my greatest pieces that i have in my little collection you know so that just tempts me as a as a customer to continue to come to this spot because if you guys don't have something that i'm specifically looking for at least i know someone in here is going to steer me in a direction that it's like well let me put you on to something kind of similar but you know something also new that you may not have so yeah that's pretty dope it's like um you know the, when you're when you're out I feel like you have two experiences like when you connect with music and like oh I love this song I, I, I haven't heard it in forever and like you know it just kind of brings this like nostalgic memory um, and then there's another one is like whoa what is this song I've never yeah. heard this before but I need to know it it's like my new favorite thing you know and there's kind of two ways that you can experience music like something I already know and like uh, and I'm enjoying it again or something I didn't know and like i'm loving it you know yeah. and like i don't know i think both bring you different feelings and like you know bring you joy in different ways and like um personally i've gotten to the point now is like i i don't want to hear what i already know you know i want to hear what i don't know yeah and that you know you seems to bring like the most most joy to, to me and a lot of other people feel like like that too you know mm -hmm. it's like you know what you know you know, but you don't know what you don't know. And like, there's probably. Yeah, it's a whole another <laughs> realm. It's like, you know, because music is known to take people on journeys, right? Like yeah. Just how that transition of that guy's lifestyle completely changed, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. So, so like, you know, kind of stepping out of your everyday normal listen, you know, like just venture out like every now and then and, you know, on the unbeaten path and see what else you discover. And it's like. Your, it could possibly be your new favorite thing. Exactly. You know, so it's dope. I, I love the vibe that you're creating um, and Thank the you. energy that you like exude in this place. And um, congratulations to you guys and Thank many you. years of success. <laughs> Thank you. I hope so as well. Absolutely. I re really appreciate that. And, and um, yeah, I appreciate this too. You know, oh, for, for sure, taking man. the time. You guys have always been on like in the back of my mind, like, oh, how is this going to happen? How is this, you know, how am I going to work this out? Because I didn't, I didn't feel, oddly enough, being that we're in a record store and everything's audio, I didn't think an audio podcast would, you know, live up to the expectation. Like, I want people to see, like, where we're at and what the store looks like and why they should come to the shop all the time. So I hope I gave uh, the donut <laughs> shop some, some justice here. But yeah, I mean, please drop your social handle, the address so that people know. Um, Okay, yeah, so we're, uh, check us out, Orlando, Florida, Donut Shop, 703 North Orange, uh, 32801, right here in downtown Orlando. And uh, 
check us out if you're in DC um, at uh, your inside of yours truly hotel. Um, say what's up to Torrance in Brooklyn, and uh, or check us out worldwide on IG um, Donut Shop S H O P P E. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, or or online L Um so yeah man that's how you can find us <laughs> awesome various different ways you can call us as well no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> hey whatever plugs man whatever plugs you guys need <laughs> and uh for you locals um they're also known to have the florida um the florida mural on the outside orlando. oh yeah orlando, orlando. orlando. Yeah. so that's also a great photo op opportunity so I've taken a couple pictures here. So thank yeah, you. and we sell the little <laughs> mini versions of the. Mini yeah, I just store. saw that right here. It's yeah. right next to me. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy one. <laughs> so, yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in. And that's Locally Fresh for you guys. Peace. Peace.